You're listening to the Enjoy Podcast, where we talk to experts about everything you need to know on sex, self-love, and wellness. The Enjoy Podcast is presented by Enjoy, the audio guide for intimate wellness with guided practices to explore your body and regain confidence in your sex life. Welcome everyone to the first ever episode of the Enjoy Podcast, which is very exciting. Today we're here with Erin Tillman, aka the Dating Advice Girl, to talk about something that even a year in can still be very confusing, dating in a pandemic. Erin is an inclusive sex educator and a dating and consent empowerment coach, as well as an author and all in all, a super cool human. Um, thank you so much for being here, Erin. It is truly an honor to have you on the podcast and on our first ever episode and to have you collaborate with the Mjoy app as well with an amazing collection on dating that's coming on the 12th actually February the 12th oh thank you so much for that introduction oh seriously that's so sweet and I'm I'm so excited to be a part of Enjoy's platform and bring dating tips and just I, just thank you for having me and the first guest on the podcast yay <laughs> Yeah, and I, I've actually been listening to your collection. I got, like, of course, I got preferential access, and I'm so excited. I think people are really going to love it. Um, but I'm even more excited about having a chance to pick your brain on dating during a pandemic, a subject you've actually talked about quite a bit in social media and on other platforms. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so crazy. I mean, like, unprecedented times, um, you know, and, and here in the States, I mean, some places are totally closed. Like there's no bars open. There's no restaurants open. I'm here in Los Angeles and nothing's open. So it's extra hard in places where there's not a lot to do socially. So it's, it's just add, it just adds another layer of challenges into the mix. Yeah, of course. So um, let's get down to questions now, shall we? Well, the formal questions now. What's the most important thing that you think we have to change in order to adapt to the times? And if anything, is there anything that we don't have to change that we should keep the same? Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Um, you know, in the past as a dating coach, I would say, oh my gosh, don't talk about like medical stuff or, um, you know, that you want to be married at some point or, you know, the things, uh, political stuff. Now is the time to talk about all of that. COVID has changed everything. A lot of us have limited time, limited energy. We're on Zoom meetings all the time, Zoom and this and Zoom for that. So it's really important that we like get to the good stuff. Um, we don't want to waste time or feel like we're wasting time with people. So it's really important that we talk about, especially here in the States, and I know people are listening worldwide, but I mean, there's a lot of divisiveness right now. And so if you're going to invest time in someone, it's really important to know that you're on the same page, that you're starting at the same place in terms of fundamental feelings and fundamental places in terms of how you think about things. So definitely talk about political stuff, not in an aggressive way, but it's really important to just say, hey, you know, like, like today, today is the, well, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say, because I'm not no, sure. No, you say that. Here. It's fine. We're recording okay. on inauguration date. <laughs> yeah, so today we're recording on the inauguration day of Joe Biden here in the States. That's a huge deal. It's been crazy here for the last whatever years. And so this is a, a big day. So if I'm, you know, on an app and I'm messaging with someone, I might say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that Joe Biden is now our president. And that's a really great way to show people where you, where you lean politically as a starter conversation. The other important thing to talk about right now, 
obviously we're still in this pandemic at the moment. Um, as right now, as we're recording, we're in this pandemic. And so it's really important to see how do people, how are people behaving in the pandemic? You know, some people have different levels of comfort around COVID. Some people are like, I won't meet anyone without a mask. I'm not going anywhere in a public place. Those are really, really important things to talk about. Um, you know, and also not, not that I think it's really important to uh, talk about things that are really important in your life. Some of that could be medical stuff. Not that it's really not like, do not, please, please, please hear me when I say, don't go too deep into medical history. But if you're somebody who maybe needs to be extra cautious around COVID, because maybe you have an immune compromised condition or that kind of stuff, it's really important that you bring up, hey, just so you know, uh, you know, our first date, I need to have a socially distanced date. I'm not comfortable without a mask. Those kind of things. It's so important to bring those up. You know, I've had a few clients through the pandemic over the last year or so who have, you know, they've been chatting with somebody and it's really cute and they're really like, they have chemistry, they think, and they're really interested. And then all of a sudden they say, oh my God, let's get together. No masks. Maybe we can like make out or something like that. And the person's like, whoa, whoa. Like I need to talk about COVID testing. I need to talk about like, all the, are you getting the vaccine? So that, that can be a huge rift in a potential, like, interesting pairing. So whatever is the most important thing to you, whatever's a non-negotiable, definitely talk about. And maybe that's a good thing, really. You know, maybe in, in, in the past, when things were normal, that could be really awkward, you know, to get to those subjects. And right now, it's, it's very justified to at least graze the surface of those subjects, and especially when politically we're so divided. And those political divisions translate to our reactions and our approach to COVID even. Yes. So um, how about um, intimacy? Um, do you have any advice on how to create intimacy when you can't meet in person and probably won't be able to for a while? Because a lot, a lot of relationships are just starting technically, and they could go forward. But how can they go? How can they go forward creating this intimacy if we can't see each other really? Yeah, yeah, this has been a huge, huge one. You know, I mean, I, I definitely like I'm queen of the extroverts. So usually I would be out everywhere doing everything and being social. So I know firsthand it can be very hard, especially if a lot of our social life uh, with dating, but also with friends was out there in the world socially with people. It's a very hard thing to adjust to. Um, so, you know, one of the things that's really important is to keep it interesting. Like, even though everything's virtual for the moment, or especially when you're meeting new people, it's going to be virtual probably for the first couple meetups at least. And so it's really important to do things that are fun. There's a lot of fun things going on virtually. There's a lot of fun things happening. Um, really quickly, before I give a couple examples of those fun things, um, it's really, I think a really interesting starting point too is, you know, if you do have a connection with somebody and you feel like it could be going towards an intimate and more of an intimate way in terms of sexual intimacy, but also emotional intimacy, find out what the person's love languages are. I love love languages. So for those of you who don't know what a love language is, it's five categories of things that allegedly are supposed to be certain ways that you like to receive love and give love. So um, let's see if I can remember them right now. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, acts of service, and touch. And touch. 
Yes. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> um, and so based on those things, you could, you could, if, and this is where we have to put our creative hats on, we have to be creative. This is where you could make things interesting and be really creative with your dates based on someone's love language. So, you know, that's, and, and again, of course that, that takes some time. It does take some energy to do some research. Like if somebody enjoys like touch is going to be a hard one, of course, but if somebody is like, Maybe someone has told you that they love like certain fabrics or certain things like that. You could like send them a gift that has a bunch of like tactile, touchable things in it. That would mean so much to someone. If their love language is touch, they can't touch you yet, but they can touch these things. And you listen to the thing to them saying that they love touching things or love the sensation of feeling things amazing. You know, acts of service could be very easy, you know, from a distance, you know, if someone says, Oh, I need this done or, Oh, you know, I forgot to pick that up. Or if you're in a similar location, or even if you need something delivered or that kind of thing, that could be a really great act of service. So think about the love languages when doing these things. Um, one really amazing virtual date uh, thing that I've discovered in the last few months is that I've seen these, there's like these virtual tours that are happening so you can go on it's like zoom or i don't there's different platforms that do it um and it can be through zoom or other platforms but basically it's like you and some other people can come in and it's as if you're touring like venice italy or something and you're doing it virtually i think that's such a fun idea you could you know like start your tour and then after the tour do a virtual thing where you maybe have have a themed dinner together that's italian based on your italian tour something like that is really cute so creativity is the key creativity and listening to what what your potential partner likes and what gets them excited in terms of dates that's the listen and creativity Oh, that's amazing. And since we're talking about creativity and fun ideas, there's obviously been a lot of talk about date ideas for when you can't meet in person or you can't be physically close, even if you are like face to face or mask to mask. Um, so out of all the dates you've heard or you've thought of, thought of because you've obviously like created some being who you are and doing what you do, um, what's your absolute favorite social distance date idea? I mean, it, you know, it let's assume that somebody's in the same city. Let's make that assumption for this. Um, you know, for me, I live in Los Angeles. It's sunny. It's 70 something degrees right now. Sorry, everybody. Oh, so cold lucky. weather. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so because of that, I mean, we do have more options here. And well, well, this is interesting, though. Um, I had already mentioned that a lot of things are closed here. So we don't have a lot of traditional options, but we do have nature. And so I love the idea. And even if you're in a colder environment, I love the idea of going on, doing something active. Uh, and if, if, if it's possible for you to do something active in terms of physical, physical abilities, um, I love going on just like a socially distanced walking date. You know, there's something kind of like romantic and like old school about like you know like i'm watching bridgerton right now on netflix and they're always just like walking around gardens and i'm like this is awesome it's like so simple but it's such a great idea you get to know someone and the thing is is that one of the things that's really great so the tip is do like dial it down to simplicity so if there's something you can do like get a coffee 
and social distance walk with a coffee or you know we have you know beaches uh, we have the beach here we're very lucky beaches i you know there's a beach nearby right i know i know so but (laughs) like maybe you're maybe there's snow maybe you're in a snowy environment you know, do something in the snow. Like maybe there's something involving like hot chocolate or a, a fire pit or, you know, so, so it, it's, again, the creativity has to come in, but you know, this is the time where things have slowed down in a sense. It's again, we have limited time and energy. So we have to choose our people carefully, our potential partners carefully, but also this is a time where things have slowed down. So we might take a little more time with people we're really interested in to really get to know them. So it might be more conversations, you know, there's less distractions. Like if you were meeting a, a, um, a potential partner at a bar, there's so many distractions, right? It's not really, you don't really have a lot of, you can't make a connection in that environment. And I love that environment, but just meaning this is a time where there's a lot more opportunities to really get to know somebody in more of a quiet, silent environment where it's just the two of you since we can't be in crowds, you know, or we shouldn't necessarily be in crowds. And so it's a real opportunity if we look at it that way, you know, to really get to know somebody, dial it down, go for a walk, you know, have a picnic. Oh my God, like a picnic or like, you know, maybe there's in my mind, I'm thinking of like a cabin environment, but again, a cabin in my mind is like, oh, is that just the two of you? And that is a that's another step. That's meaning like, oh, we're gonna be in this dwelling together. Um, so so take it step by step. But yeah, really, really embrace the moments of just you two together for sure. And dial it down, keep it simple. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to make another plug, but just FYI, people, um, one of my favorite sessions in Erin's collection is actually about how to how to know, um, how to find out if you're ready to be intimate uh, with a new partner now that we're talking about taking it step by step. And I think that can be particularly useful right now because it's very difficult since everything is different. It can be very difficult to figure out. Um, whether we should do things the same way or keep the same standards or keep the same rules um, because all of the rules have apparently changed. But I think one thing that you just said that it's very important is that this actually, while apparently it seems like we can't have um, intimacy or as much intimacy, this might actually present us with the opportunity to do so. And Erin, is there any way to get a sense of physical attraction while dating during a pandemic? Or are we sort of doomed to wait until we can meet in person to know whether there's something physical aside from the intellectual and the emotional things that we have been fostering through our virtual dates? So it's really, it's it, this is a hard one, you know, because I mean, like for myself, I'm definitely someone who plays off energy. Like I like to feel somebody's energy, like in person, you can kind of feel it through a, you know, a video call or zoom or FaceTime or something like that, but it's not the same. And I'm also a big smell person. I like smelling is big and just pheromones or just someone's body chemistry, right? That those, the odors and those smells and pheromones, like those are very important, but it is harder. And we have to use our other, our other senses, our other spidey senses right now. Um, so, you know, I think it's really important that you remember that, well, here's one thing. One thing I'll say is that I don't really like the idea of love at first sight. But I think there's a little bit of that that plays into it, not necessarily love, but a little bit of attraction at first sight. I think that, you know, if I think about, you know, when I met my partner or or even past partners, when they would walk into the bar or restaurant or wherever we were going to meet, there's usually a certain feeling you get. Like there's an initial like energetic, even from afar, an energetic feeling you get of like, like when I met my current partner, I remember saying, oh, my gosh, 
I know this person is going to be in my life in some way forever. And whether that means relationship, whether that means friendship, whatever, you know, and I just had that feeling from a distance when I saw him in person. I kind of felt that when I met him on Tinder, when I saw his profile, I was like, hmm, this person's different. And I can't really put my finger on it, but I, I know this person's different. So yes, we have to remove the traditional, like, you know, in person, part of the initial in person. And again, the sense of smell, those kind of things out of it potentially for the beginning. But, but definitely try to tune into those other energetic feelings. Like how does your body feel like, and so, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, I think that so often our body is giving us signals. And so if we're on, say you have a first video date with, you know, a zoom date with somebody, you see them in person, you've seen their pictures on the profiles and stuff. And then you see them in person energetically, what does your body feel like? Like, do you feel really tense? But is it like a nervous tenseness? Is it like an excited tenseness? Is it like, maybe you don't feel any tension at all. Maybe it's like, oh my gosh, like I feel so relaxed with this person or I'm just so excited or I feel super like sexy with this person. Like, what are those feelings? Like really try to be present with those feelings. And that's going to help not replace the energy of the first in person in real life meeting, but it'll be helpful in those ways. Um, the other thing I want to say is that there, there's some ways to, to last, last thing of, of, of for this is that um, I love yes, no, maybe lists. Yes, no, maybe lists. So basically it's lists that you create. You can go on Google and download a bunch of them, just type in yes, no, maybe list, or you can create your own. And it's basically a list categorizing things that you're a yes to, you're a maybe to, and you're a no to. It can get extremely explicitly sexual, or it could be, you know, kinds of dates you'd like or not like, or it could be like bucket list stuff, like bungee jumping, like whatever your list wants to be, make your list that thing or those things. But I think it could be a really interesting thing again to, again, we're trying to replace the initial date in-person date scenarios. So if you do a yes, no, maybe list, do your own list and then propose to the person to, that they make their own list too. You could make it into a fun like date activity, virtual date where you share your list. If you feel comfortable, if you feel comfortable, share your list. And that could be a really fun way to see if you're on the same page in, in terms of certain things. Again, it could be sexual. It could be date night things. It could be just general interests. And that for me, I feel like those kind of things whether and you could do that with your if, if any of you listening have a, a current partner do it with your partner too because those things can shift and evolve and so what you met the person you met before and what they said they liked before could shift now into something something like oh well, i didn't know you were into that now okay great so it's just a really good idea again to build a connection with somebody and and to get information from that person to see if you're in alignment to see what they're maybe curious about, but maybe they're a little nervous about, you know, those kind of things are really great. And so those things, I won't say replace intimacy, but those help build intimacy. So then again, one day when we're able to be in person together, you've already established all these really interesting things. It can't replace chemistry. You could do, you could do a yes, no, maybe list. You could do virtual dates and then meet them in person and still feel nothing. That is, that is something that can happen the the pheromones and all the, the like in-person energetic stuff but also but if you're if you're laying a foundation for for ooh like I'm, I'm intrigued by this person right i'm really getting to know this person and the more of it i get to know them i feel more of an intimacy with them things can build from there 
And so, I mean, just what, these are just like tools that you could maybe use to, to help get you through the pandemic. Because again, one day, one day we won't have to work around these things. But I think finally, I think that this is this pandemic has been a blessing in a, in a weird way. It's made us work a little harder. It's made people be more honest about who they are in certain ways. Because again, a lot of people feel like they don't have time to waste and there's so much going on. It's like, I want to make sure that this person... Like, I want to see if this person's a real person. I want to see if this person, if we really do have something there that I want to pursue or not, because it's just, and also, I mean, it's been a time of isolation. And so, you know, we're as human beings, we're meant to be with other people and maybe not partnered forever, but we're, we're, we're social beings. And so this is the time to figure out what those things are for you, what's going to work for you and figure out who is worthy of your time and who isn't worthy of your time. And those people who are worthy, be creative with them and try to find some way to like, to, 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 to replace the, what the, what before COVID was replace that with something new. And that could be extra exciting. Um, and so here, here goes the next question to end on a positive, happy note. Are there any other opportunities we can take advantage of? Any surprisingly positive things that could make our dating experiences easier or different for the better? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, this is a time um, until, and again, for those of you listening, if, if you're listening during the pandemic still, you know, this is a really great opportunity to do any sort of self-improvement, self-development. Like this is the time. A lot of us are at home. A lot of us are feeling isolated. There are times in our lives where, you know, obviously a lot of us have been forced to cancel a lot of things in our lives or put things on hold. So we got to use this time wisely. I'm a very proactive person. So I'm like, how are we going to turn this frown upside down into a smile and use it to our benefit? So what can you do to better yourself? What are some things you can do in terms of self-improvement, in terms of self-development? Is there something you've always wanted to learn? Maybe there's something from a past relationship that that you're thinking about that was like, ooh, you know, maybe that partnership wasn't great, but there's something that maybe I did in that relationship that I could improve upon. Or maybe there's something in X, or if you're, re if you're really good at receiving feedback, if you talk to friends and family and say, hey, like real talk, you know, are there any things that you think I should improve upon or certain things you think I could, I could get better at or certain things that maybe aren't my strong points? Like this is the time to ask those questions. Um, You know, dating apps are a numbers game. So, you know, just remember that I just read some really awful article. I mean, it was good. To, it was, I'm glad the, 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 it was coming out so that we all kind of know how dating apps operate. I've consulted with some dating apps, so I kind of know how they work, but it was, it was an article on Buzzfeed talking about, it was basically people who work at different dating apps telling what it's like behind the scenes. And they're talking about how, You know, a lot of it is for uh, a numbers game. They're trying to keep you on there so you'll spend more money on the app. It's not, they sometimes pose as users and like talk to you for a while to get you on the app, hooked on the app, and then they ghost you. And so I just want to say real quick, I know we're going to end on a positive note, but I just wanted to go <laughs> fast. Knowing that is actually good information. If we know that, and I, I'm saying that knowing, like I met my partner on Tinder, so it's not impossible. But what I'm saying is that if we have all the information about how these apps operate, there are real people on there. I'm a testament to that. And I've known, I've, I have a lot of friends. I, I swipe and see friends on, you know, and I'm sure you do too. And so 
because of that though, if we know that it's, it's not just us sometimes if someone goes, like there's a whole behind the scenes thing happening within the app and the app developers. That's good information. It's not us all the time. Like sometimes it is us and we need to work on ourselves, but sometimes it's not us. And so as long as we have that information, it's going to be really helpful. Um, the other thing I want to say is to remember to keep your profiles positive. When you're on a dating app, it's really important. Like there's so many, like there's so much we could complain about in the world right now. There's so many things. And there's a lot of agreement into what some of those things are that we're, we're not liking right now in the world. But think of your dating profile as that's your marketing. It's, you're marketing yourself. And the split seconds that someone sees your profile while they're swiping, if you're on an app that swipes, you have to put your best foot forward because you're really selling yourself. And I hate to say it like this, but it is. You're selling yourself. It's like, oh my God, look, here I am for one, two, three seconds because that's all you're really going to get. So what are the highlights of you? What are your highlights? What are your most positive things? What are the best things about you that's going to make someone want to hang out with you and talk to you? Because so often I've had clients who are like, Aaron, help me with my profile. And I'll look at their profile and it's like, super negative or super like, I don't want this, all the things they don't like or don't want. And I'm like, that's not what people want. People want to see, people want you to tell them why, or people want to see in your pictures why you're interesting and why they want to spend some of their quality time with you. Why you? And so, and again, I say that saying to say that not everyone's going to be interested. Like not everyone's going to think I'm attractive, just like not everyone's going to think all of you listening are attractive, but some people are. But you want to win. You don't want to set yourself up to fail. And setting yourself up to fail would mean, wah, wah, like, meh, yeah. meh, like, you know, not being excited or, or talking about the fun things. Because really, if we think about like our best dates or if we think about our best partners, a lot of times those people brought something out of us, made us excited about something. So that's what you got to remember when, put, when putting together a profile. Like, what's going to be the thing that people are going to be like, oh, my God, yes. Yay, swipe yes for that person. That's so exciting. Um, and last thing, um, and keep it on a positive note, ending on a positive note, remember that dating is just a casual get to know you session. We put so much emphasis and so much pressure on ourselves and our potential partners to be the one or to be this or fulfill whatever boxes, check all the boxes we have in our heads when really it's just a starting point. You know, you could meet somebody who's like just going to be a great friend. You could meet someone who might be good for a friend of yours. I've met people on dating apps who I was like, oh my gosh, we should totally like partner up business wise. You just never know. Some people might be a hookup. Some people might be a relationship, but just keep an open mind and to lessen the pressure, just see it as this is just me casually getting to know somebody. This is just me meeting a new person, you know, um, and just see where it goes from there. That can help lessen the pressure than if you walk in saying, oh my God, this is going to be my husband or this is going to be my wife. It's just way too much pressure for you and for them. So just keep it positive. Keep an open mind. Try something new. Be creative. Be creative. And hopefully we'll get through this thing. And one day we will be able to do all the things in person together again. That's such a positive, that's such a positive take on everything. Thank you so much, Erin, for being our first ever podcast guest and sharing these incredible insights on such an unfortunately still current topic. And to everyone listening, thanks for being here and make sure to follow Erin on social media. She's at Dating Advice Girl. So that's Dating Advice GRL on Instagram and Twitter. And she also has a podcast you can find called the Dating Advice 
the Dating Advice Girl podcast. And you can also find her on the datingadvicegirl.com. And of course, follow us at Atlas Enjoy with an M on every channel and listen to Erin's incredible collection on the app, which includes sessions on how to gain confidence, the ins and outs of dating app, which we've heard a little about now, and my favorite that I mentioned a while ago on how to find out if you're ready to be intimate with a new partner. And that's it. See you on the next Enjoy podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Enjoy podcast a sex, self-love, and wellness podcast presented by Amjoy, the audio guide for intimate wellness with guided practices to explore your body and regain confidence in your sex life. Find the Amjoy app on the App Store or Play Store and register to get a 7-day free trial.